Minnesota fans. I'm going to give you all we have. I'm going to make sure we get as much as possible from each player every single night. And it's going to be hard days. It's going to be good days. Just stay with us. Stay, stay with us through the thick and thin. It's going to pay off. That was Patrick Beverly. I'm your host, Marnie Gellner, and this is Wolves Plus. Laughlin for Towns, and one for Cat with an exclamation point. Russell shows off the handle and the shot. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Wow, he got his feelings hurt on this one. Oh! May the force be with you. Coast to coast for Obi-Wan Okogi. Pat, welcome to Minneapolis. I know you're a Midwestern guy, yeah. having grown up in Chicago. When you were in high school, when you were a senior at John Marshall Metropolitan High School on Chicago's west side, yeah. your scoring average, 37.3 points per game. That's a pretty high number. What kind of a scorer were you like at that level in high school? Uh, Two-level score. Um, really got to the paint a lot, shot a lot of threes. Um, our defense was was really good. We pressed the whole game. I was in front of the press, so I was fortunate to get all you know a lot of steals every game. That kind of er- led to the early points. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I scored with the best of them in high school for sure. Yeah, I've seen some video too. Those high school gyms are packed. Yeah. People are standing along the baseline. Yeah, we sold out. Uh, fortunate man, we won the hottest teams in the city my senior year. Um, nationally ranked, uh, beat some really, 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 really good teams. Um, and I was the leader of it. You know, I was the, you know, it was my team. Everyone knew it, you know, and um, I was just fortunate to represent Chicago really well that year. And speaking of representing Chicago, I've read that your your favorite player growing up was Kevin Garnett, played his senior year in Chicago. You had a, a KG jersey when you were a kid? Born, yeah, KG jersey. I took the name Garnett off. Uh, I guess that was back in the day when you had like the East Bay jerseys. You can put your little name on the back. Sure. And um, every Christmas I had a Minnesota Timberwolves, the, the all blue with the, uh, the fishnet all blue with the black. And uh, had Beverly on the back, you know. And, you know, my grandma and my mother made sure I had that, uh, had that every Christmas. And, you know, it's crazy how life is. I'm, you know, 16, 17 years later I'm here in Minnesota. You know, not wearing yeah. number 21, of course, respect to Kevin Garnett, but – but wearing number 22. Yep. <laughs> and you have worn 21 before. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my jersey number, but I just wanted to give him, you know, the utmost respect when I came here. I didn't want to disrespect him. For sure, for sure. What was it about KG's game? Was it him as a person? Was it the Chicago? What was it that drew you to him? I I didn't I didn't even know his game like that. You know, I didn't I wasn't really familiar with his game uh, early on. I just I just loved his passion. I just loved the energy he played with. I, I I love the, the like the passion and like grit that he played with like the the attitude the energy that he brung every game, I just love that you know and 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 you know growing up playing in the game as I see as an adult now and as a professional now in the NBA uh, it's contagious I mean it really rubs off on teams and I see why you know he was a culture changer and I kind of like put myself in the same you know that kind of culture changer guy who, who go to different teams and kind of change the whole culture of it. And, um, and that's exactly what he did when he was here, uh, of course. And, he, and, you know, he did that when he – little time in Brooklyn, he did that the same when he went to uh, – when he played in Boston. So, I mean, I just love the passion he played with. Yeah, intensity too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
you guys have that that Chicago connection. And when you are in a starting lineup, Houston or, or L.A., here in Minnesota, I would imagine the the PA announcer does not say from Arkansas where no, you played your college. Sure, I make PA sure they don't say that. Says, <laughs> yeah, they say from Chicago, Illinois. Why is that so important to you? I think it's not it's not more important to me. I think it's more for like the kids that that that, that that's from Chicago. Uh, it's a lot of kids, you know, obviously Chicago's a basketball city and uh uh you know, when you hear that from Chicago, it brings you right back on like the playground type of feel, you know. And uh you hear that in the starting lineup and it gets you in the zone and you're ready to go out there and compete. And uh you know, when 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 kids, you know, from different cities, especially small inner cities, you know, from Chicago and they look like, man, I didn't know he was from Chicago. And, you know, and it's basically if, you know, if he can do it, I can do it type of thing, you know, so. You're that representation for them. I try, well, I try, I try to be, for sure, I try to be. Well, you played your college ball at Arkansas and then went overseas for almost four years. Ukraine, Greece, and Russia. How different is basketball and how different is life in Eastern Europe? Basketball is not different. It's the same game. You got to put the ball in the hole. Uh, life, life was very different. Uh, life was very different. Um, I mean, I remember playing in Ukraine, uh, early 20s, might have been 2021. 20, I don't remember the age. Um, I go over there with my mom. First day, I, I walk in the apartment. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's in the middle, it's in a dark alley. We had to get to the apartment. And uh, I try to plug up my PlayStation. All the lights in the place go off. You know, and it's just, you know, <laughs> you know, and it it's funny now. But at the time when you're in it and you're in Ukraine and you get off the plane and you see guys with hats on and AK-47s and you see, you know, mm. the, you know, you hear the kind of like the, 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 the Russian slang. It kind of like, OK, cool. Like I'm not home anymore. You know, so uh, that was getting used to as far as lifestyle. No kidding. How about the food, the language? Did you it's food? Mom, get food, mom goes to grocery store. Uh, do you have chicken? And no one speaks English, you know, so she had to kind of like uh, quack, quack. Or do you have cow? Moo, moo. Uh, you know, stuff, oh my <laughs> stuff like that to kind of get what we needed to eat uh, on a regular basis. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was very interesting. But I think coming back to the NBA, you know, uh, meeting different people, uh, meeting different cultures, uh, you know, especially Eastern Europe. Uh, I have, I have so much respect for Russia, uh, the Russian lifestyle, the way they operate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to kind of go that path because it's, uh, it's, it's really helped me as an adult while I'm in the NBA. So, uh, you know, if I was to do it over again, I'd, 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 I'd do the same exact route. Yeah, lessons learned, man. In, uh, early on in the Ukrainian Basketball League, you were part of an all-star weekend and won the slam dunk contest in 2008. And I don't think a lot of people associate you with flashy dunks. But I saw you do the bounce 360 uh, between the legs while you're in the air. Do you still have those kind of hops? Yeah, uh, mid-season, though. Like, give me, like, February, March. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and, and playoffs. Anything before that, I got to warm, warm the legs up. But, no, um, I've, I've been fortunate, man, to play in this game for a long time and um, – Obviously, you know, I, I, I spent a, I spent a lot of a lot of a lot of money on my body uh, throughout the entire year to make sure it's in tip top shape. So, mom, the time if the time is there, I definitely throw a couple down this year for sure. Yeah, those were impressive dunks. I appreciate that. Thank you.
In 2013, when you did join the NBA, and you joined the Houston Rockets, actually, in the middle of the season, Kevin McHale was the head coach at the time. Yeah. Chris Mac Finch. Daddy. <laughs> Mac Daddy. Chris Finch was an assistant coach at the time. What do you remember about just that first taste of the NBA? Um... So I was in Houston while they, it's very, the way the whole story is very ironic. So I go from the beginning. I, I find out I'm, I'm going to the Houston Rockets. I'm very excited. I fly, uh, I fly to Chicago with my family uh, to meet them before I go to Houston. When I get to Chicago, I look at the schedule. The Chicago Bulls are playing the Houston Rockets, you know. A lot of people don't even know I'm even on the team, you know. Um, I, leave, I leave Houston. I mean, I'm sorry. I leave Chicago, go to Houston. I'm there waiting on the team, and um, I see Kevin McHale. And this is my first time ever seeing Kevin McHale. Obviously, I know Kevin McHale because you know what he's done in the NBA. So uh, I see Mac Daddy, and I didn't know he was that tall at first, you know. And then I see him with this little limp, and I'm like, what the hell? Yes. Like, man, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, like that. And uh, I mean, but he welcomed me, um, man, with open arms, open arms. Uh, first day of practice. You know, I'm getting to the basket. I'm doing my thing. I think I shoot a three-point shot and miss it. And Coach Finch, uh, <laughs> he's an assistant at the time. Coach Finch yells out, maybe, maybe you shouldn't shoot jump shots. Maybe you, maybe you should start driving. You know, and I looked at him like, you know, no, nah, F that. I can shoot too, you know. And, I mean, it's ironic. And you come down years later and, you know, I'm 40% every year from the three. So yeah. we make jokes about that all the time. But, no, nah, it, was, it was a good transition with, with him and, Matt, uh, you know, him, him and Mikhail there for sure. And from what you remember, you and Chris Finch just had a had a good vibe right from the beginning. Oh, from 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 day one. Yeah. You know, he he has that European type of you know background with him. Um, yep. You know, playing basketball the right way, and um, you know, and that's right up my alley. Um, you know, turned down good shots or great shots, so we we speak the same language for sure. So in 2015, you were in the All Star Weekend in the NBA. You won yeah. the skills competition. Only in the league for two years at that point. How big of a deal was it to kind of showcase your talents on a stage like that? Uh, and it was fun. It was it was in New York. Uh, I was I was very fortunate to get invited. And it, it's crazy because I was there, and it was a lot of people in the stands who still didn't even know who I was. You know, like it's like who Houston, like who who's this guy? Well, whatever. Um, yeah, and that's why I kind of came on the scene. You know, I kind of took advantage of the opportunity that the NBA gave me and. Uh, Kind of knocked it out the park, and uh, you know I've been household yeah. name since then. Yeah, I was gonna say they knew your name when you left, didn't they? Yeah, they do. That's what it's about, for sure. So in 2017, you were traded from Houston to the LA Clippers, and uh -huh. LA is such a unique city, and there's a lot of glitz and glam, and it's Tinseltown and all that. Being this city kid from Chicago, did that part of LA appeal to you, or was that a a part that you were like, eh, I don't know about, about this place. I mean, he, I, I don't know. It's like people, when they see me, they expect me to be like, uh, you know, like this kid from Chicago. And I am a kid from Chicago, obviously. But, you know, my most of my adulthood was sp spent in Russia. So I, I've, I've learned kind of, a, you know, a lot of, you know, Russian ways. And, uh, you know, the Russian culture is very chill, very chill, very relaxed, very laid back. At the same time, very high maintenance also. Uh, so I, when I got to L.A., it was... Uh, it was like a, it was like a perfect fit, you know. Outside of basketball, I was good. You know, I was able to, you know, live a certain lifestyle that I dreamed about. Uh, been been blessed, been blessed with, and at the same time, play basketball at the highest level and kind of try to try to change the culture from there. And I was fortunate in doing it.
And you made a, a name for yourself on the defensive end. You were all defensive first team in 2017. You were second team in 2014-2020. For you, how much of defense is skill and technique and how much is just straight-up effort? Oh, I think that all is just is effort. I think if uh, if more people put in the time as they do on offensive end, especially in the summertime, you got to think that summertime, I'm, you know, a lot of guys summertime, they like to go and work on their game a lot, shoot a lot of jump shots and stuff like that. But for yeah. me, I do that and I work on my defense also. I think it's something that you have to continue working on. And um, once you get the, the rhythm down, I think after that is just effort and will. I have a quote from you. You once said about defense, I guard all players the same. I don't look at film on players. I don't look at players' habits. I go out there and impose my will on people and I do what I do. In this age of, we have so much video, we have meetings, you have ISOs, you, you have so much information. Do you still not look at specific video of a player or tendencies of a player? No, no, I, I still don't. I, I just go off the rhythm of the team. And, it, and I say I don't watch individual film and I don't watch individual film. Um, I watch the team and I watch a lot of team film. I watch a lot of games. I mean... I watch a ton of games, you know, and I just go off the rhythm, the rhythm of how that player is with that team, you know, because when you get to watching one player all the time, you kind of, you know, it kind of like you're watching a highlight, type, a highlight tape of someone, you know, but like in all reality, people miss, people make turnovers, you know, so I like to watch the entire game to see what I'm dealing with from a whole. And once I get the rhythm of that, I can kind of kind of pick my points out how I'm going to be, what type of defensive game. And every game is different for me. It might be an aggressive game. Against Steph Curry, it might be a passive game. Against uh, James Harden, it might be a, uh, uh, you know, switch it up, uh, aggressive one half and, you know, laid back second half with Devin Booker. It just, it just depends on the rhythm of the team. It's a feel for you. Yeah, for, for the team, for the team, you know. Yep. Uh, the way I guard James Harden in Houston is very different than I guard him in Brooklyn, you know. And, um, and, you know, once I figure out the team's rhythm, then I put myself in a position to be successful, you know. Interesting. Got it. Yep. Yeah. It's like a two-step. Like, if me and you was out dancing, and it's like a two-step. It's, you know, one, you know, I can close my eyes and do it. It's one, two, yeah. one, two. And it's just the same way with basketball. One, two, one, two. And you have good players. So it's, a, it's like a, it's like a three-step. It's like a cha-cha-cha-cha. James Harden. Twin legs, twin legs, twin legs. And once you just get the rhythm of it, you can kind of close your eyes and do it after that. Wow. That's incredible. That's a gift. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sick. I, I'm That's a gift, really. <laughs> Thank you. So you're, you were traded to Minnesota late in the summer. You've obviously been to Minneapolis many times as yeah. a visitor. What was your outside impression of Minnesota and Minneapolis? Hurry up. Let's beat them. Let's get out the city. Really? Really. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. Professional. Why? Um, Let's be professionals this road trip. Let's get a win. Let's get out. Too cold? Now, now my mindset is very different here. You know, I, I have a chance to get out and see the city, meet the people in the city. Very, and I tell everyone this, it's very, very, very underrated city. Very underrated city. And I, and I say that with all, with, with all truth. We're in New York and Brooklyn, and the coach gave us a day off, and of course, you know, who doesn't want to stay in New York? First thing in my mind was, I want to go back home to Minnesota. 
I never thought in a million years that I say that, but I, you know, I was screaming that in the locker room. It's a different vibe. It's, it's peaceful. It's beautiful. I, I haven't seen leaves change in, in so long. You know, I appreciate it more now. Um, and, and it's a, it's a phrase that goes around here. Minnesota nice. Everyone's nice. You get on the expressway, the people let you merge over and you know, they open do doors for you. So I, you know, being here, I appreciate the city much more than, than just being here for a day or two, for sure. I think Minnesota fans appreciate that as well. No, for sure. And I mean that from, 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 from my bones, bone in. I remember, I, I, yeah, I, I, I f with Minnesota. I really do. One of the things you got to do was go to a Twins game and throw out a first pitch <laughs> at Target Field. Yeah. And you were right up on top of that pitching mound and you threw some gas. Do you Please. have a baseball background? No, I don't. But I almost took the guy's knees out, man. I felt so yeah. bad. But <laughs> but no, it was fun though. It was fun and, and it's 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 been great, man. Like how the, the city has really like opened up and embraced me and 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 you know, anyone who really knows me like uh you know, my the you know, the energy I bring, the the way I talk, the my my you know, the way I go about life is 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 very different than a lot of people. So for, for, for Minnesota, you know, to open up, open up the city to me and, you know, everyone's so nice and make things so easy for me, I, I, I definitely appreciate it for sure. Did you practice that first pitch before you threw it? Yeah, I was trying to see if I wanted to do a two-seam knuckle or a three-seam. What'd you go with? But I got up there and I went, I went, I got a little nervous and I went two-seam and I kind of, kind of released on the way up instead of on the way down. I almost tore the guy's legs off. I <laughs> feel. <laughs> But you had some juice behind it, so it's it some heat. Good. Yeah, with some heat behind it now. Yeah, for yeah, sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, I also saw in September photos of you in Milan. Yeah. For Fashion Week, where did you get your sense of of style or your appreciation for fashion, especially at that level? Uh, I think it started as a kid. You know, my mom used to always tell me, "Make sure your shoes match your shirt." You know, really? and, and something so basic as that. I mean, and that's very basic, obviously, but something so so basic as that, like, you know, trended up and, okay, I have to make sure my shoes still match my shirt, you know? And that came to like, I mean, I like different clothes. I like different wears. And then Minnesota is perfect because it's cold. Now you really have to like be strategic. You can be, you know, mm -hmm. you can bring it all out. So I'm real big in fashion. I keep up with it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in tune with everything. I'm in tune with everything. I love, obviously I love Europe, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really big in fashion, always been. Yeah, and I can tell some of the photos on Instagram, there's one in particular, you're outside by a pool wearing what looks like leopard pajamas. You have like a glass of yeah, champagne. Dolce Gabbana, yeah, one of three. Okay, what, what, is, what is that look? Like what, how, what is the inspiration for that photo? So for me, I'm, I, I, you know, uh, I come from a very humbling beginnings uh, uh, in Chicago. So for me, uh, I just always like to dress nice, even if I'm just lounging around in the house. Like, you know, my, I think fashion is not for everybody. Fashion is supposed to be for you. So, you know, it's not about, you know, who sees it. It's about what, how you feel. And uh, I know I've just been a big thing of fashion. I've been fortunate to, you know, get a lot of pieces, you know, one of threes in the United States, one of twos in the United States. I think the outfit you're talking about is the all – Leopard, uh, Dolce & Gabbana shirt. I think that's like one of three in the United States. The shorts is like one of three in the United States. So, uh, and I like to feel good while I lounge around the house. I, I really do. You know, I've, I've worked my ass off my whole life to get to this point. 
And I like to kind of enjoy my fruits of my labor a little bit, you know, and that comes with, you know, good material while lounging around in the house. And uh, I'm cool with that. Feel good. I believe the the detail for me in that picture is the black socks. Yeah, always. Are those one of three? No, uh, uh, uh. I think those are some regular Adidas ones. (laughs) (laughs) It it was an interesting touch. (laughs) Yeah, of course. If I could have, I would have, though, for sure. Oh, man. I read an article that said you read 30 minutes a day. Yeah. You still you still do that? Yeah. And what is the what is the purpose for you to to read 30 minutes a day? Uh, I mean, it's a, first off, to, to be an educated man, first off. Uh, second off, I want to be able to uh, understand different perspectives. That's my whole thing. You can't never get <clears throat> one answer no no one is always right it's all about different perspective it keeps me sharp um i talk to my um my like i don't know my like spiritual advisor you can say or whatever and yep. mm-hmm. I, I and this was last night and i guess the new challenge was to read the bible in 30 and in, 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 in three months and 90 days and so uh today is my day one so when i leave you i'm gonna go out there and read i think the whole genesis today and uh, keep it going. So, wow, yeah. that that's a lot. That's aggressive. <laughs> it's, much, it's it's needed though. It's needed. Wow. Yeah. How do you? Well, uh, okay. So uh, the Bible. That's I mean that's a pretty famous book. That's a large book. It's probably how one of the you, best books. <laughs> it's one of the best. Yes. <laughs> Outside of that, how do you choose what you want to read or what's like what's calling you, what's inspiring you, what you need to work on? How do you narrow that down? Nah, sometimes I just flip through it. Sometimes I have a little bookmark that let me know what the, what each, which each one is about. You know, um, was about healing, was about uh, you know giving back, and they have those labels of what uh you know what what chapters uh, provide that that insight. And uh, you know me, nothing happens obviously without you know the faith of God, Jesus Christ. I'm a firm believer. I have a strong faith. Um, so. You know, I, I know I read a lot, and uh, my, my chaplain, he, he, he challenged me to, you know, to kind of finish the Bible in 90 days. So I'm very excited to see how that goes. Good luck to you on that. I appreciate well, that. that. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. You give back a lot in your life. You've donated school supplies to needy kids, given out food on Thanksgiving, visit patients in the hospital. That's just, that's a very short list of the things you've done. Why is that important to you? I don't know. It just it was something that I, I mean, and 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 most of the stuff I do, I mean, I, I, most of the stuff I do, I try to do without camera, cause I'm not like you know I'm not that guy who, okay, I want to give back. All of a sudden, I need 20 cameras. You know, uh, most of the stuff I do, especially in Chicago, that people don't even know about, uh, I do no cameras, no cameras, no media, cause it's not about that. It's about the people that need help. Uh, backpack giveaways in Chicago. Uh, the area where I grew up in, you know, uh, I think we bought out the, the food truck, had the food truck there all day. I think we got like four or five barbers, gave all kids free haircuts for the for day of school. Um, Adidas was fortunate. I mean, Adidas has been so good for me and my family. Uh, they provided 100, 100, 200 pair of shoes. So the backpacks were full of uh, school supplies. Obviously, the backpacks were Adidas, missing 94 feet. And, you know, turkey giveaways, and it's just not like, Mm-hmm. you know, a group with uh, Patrick Beverly's shirts on. It's, I'm, I'm out there. Me and my friends are out there. You know, my mom is out there. Uh, we, you know, we take this very seriously because, you know, 
I, I come from a, I come from a home where you know my grandmother she adopted 11, 12 children. You know, so I, I come from a home where, you know, I've you know I've I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot, and so for me, to I mean to me to even start giving back, I think that's, I mean a, a small a, a, a small piece that uh that I'm trying to help. I don't know help the world or whatever you might call it. I just I'm just trying to do my part. Yeah, it's part of gratitude. Yeah, just trying to do gratitude. my part. Just a couple of things left for you here. I have a quote from D'Angelo Russell early in the in the preseason about you. D'Lo said, I give a lot of credit to Pat Bev for changing our mentality as a group. He opened our eyes. Everybody wants to be like him defensively. The way he walks it, the way he talks it, it's contagious. Why do you think, Pat, that you have that effect on teammates? I don't know. I, 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 I give it to him in a real, and I give him to him. I say the same thing the coaches say. I say the same thing the coaches say, but like my version of it, you know. So a coach might say, uh, I don't know, uh, don't stab in the backcourt, you know. And and my, you know, me telling my teammates, hey man, you know, coach me like, get the f back, like don't reach, don't go for a steal, don't do anything, but get back. And it's like, oh, okay, got it, you know, but. And a lot of a lot of times, you know, coaches can't have that direct terminology. And I, I guess I'm just the guy that kind of fills in the blank and kind of like uh, help that bridge a little bit from from coaches to players. And uh, I'm very outspoken. You know me. I, I, I can care less how people feel about me. I say what's, what's on my mind. I'm always tell the truth. And, uh, you know, that's a coach's dream to have a player like that. You know, and once I and I'm all about the right things. You know, that's, I'm the most selfless person you can, you, you know, you can meet. So like. When it comes down to sacrificing and doing right for the team, you know, I'm the first to, you know, drop my hat in the bucket. And and once you do that and you're a leader, you know, everybody else will do that. And once you do, you know, you, you get a group of guys buying in, who knows how good you can be, you know? I mean, and it's like that with anything. Obviously, you know, it's a, you know, you're, you're on television. It's, it's just not you. It's a, it's a lot of people behind the curtains that don't get a lot of credit. But you know that you know those people are most important, also. You know, and it's a yep. team. It's a team effort. And if one person's off their game, it kind of throws everything in shambles a little bit. So, I mean, you know, being a team and you know being a voice of a team and being a leader of a team, I take that shit very seriously because uh, it's, it's a fine line between winning and losing, Mama. It really is. It's a fine line between winning and losing. So I figure if you do all the small thing right, the big shit will take care of itself. You know. So if you're prepared for your questions the night before, yeah. obviously when you do the interview the next day, you're prepared, just like anything else, you know? So I just like yeah. to always be prepared. And you've done plenty of winning, too, in your career. And on uh, you posted on Twitter a manifest Thursday. And you wrote, we will be in the playoffs this year. We will be in the playoffs this year. How determined are you to make that happen in Minnesota? I mean, it's already in the universe already, so I put it out there already. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big faith guy. Um, I believe in speaking things to existence. I believe on standing strong behind your words, you know, and uh, I put it out there so it's out there already. So now I have to do all the small things to get to it. Like I see it, right, I see it in front of me. Now I just have to get to it, you know, and help my teammates get to it, and we will for sure. And Minnesota fans would love that. They're ready for that. No, I know they are. I know that the fan base here is, the fan, the fan base here is, is really nice and really underappreciated too and they need something to 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 be happy about obviously you know the 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 
the recent events that's been going on in Minnesota, obviously. But you know, this city needs this city needs a smile. This city needs love, and uh, I'm just I just hope that you know that a sports team can come and can kind of kind of be a band aid for that. You know. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I'm gonna leave you today, Pat, with five. No, don't leave me yet. I just I just we just locked in. Don't start leaving me. With I have abandonment issues. Don't leave me. <laughs> we no, will you've been leave great. you I with <laughs> five totally random questions just to get your personality a little bit. We call it the final five. Okay. Question one is, how do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee. I drink peppermint tea. Peppermint tea. Always peppermint? To, always peppermint. And I, I would prefer a little extra peppermint, too, so I can get the kind of... When I when I in, when I inhale, I can kind of get that, that spearmint uh, smell in my nose. Yeah, just clears you right up, I bet. Yeah. Okay, which NBA city has the best restaurants? Los Angeles, California. L.A., best yeah, food. L.A., yep. yes, ma'am. Which emoji do you use the most? Heart, the red heart, and praying hands. I think those are like an equal tie. I use those both together. Red heart, praying hands. But then I went a long okay. time, you know, using the praying hands emoji. But it was the white praying hands. I didn't know you could switch it to like a darker color. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody used to like, hey, man, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you could. So, yeah, the praying hands and the heart emoji. <laughs> so you put a little color in your hands then. Got it, got it. Yeah, a little, little bit, a little bit. <laughs> a little tan to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Other than basketball, what is your favorite sport to watch on television? I like, I, I don't know if it's something I can watch all the time, but obviously when the Olympics come, I like the, everything that has to deal with gymnastics, men and women. So I don't know if that's a sport that I can watch every day, but you know, when I do get it, I, I would prefer to watch that. If, if something was on TV, I would prefer to watch the, uh, gymnastics uh, more than anything for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Final question. Are you a morning person or are you a night owl? Morning. Morning. Yeah. Ready to go. Up and at them. Up 5 a.m. every morning, meditating, getting my mind right. 6, 7 o'clock, 7.30 hit. I'm taking cold showers every morning, getting ready to kill my day. 5 a.m. wake up. Every morning. Wow. I go to sleep at 8 p.m., 8, 9 p.m., depending on, you know, if I have a wild night, 11.30 night. You know, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, 5, 6 a.m. every morning, uh, every morning meditation, every morning cold shower, ready to attack and kill my day. Wow. Impressive. I'm sick. I really am. Well, you, you know what? You've got the success to back it up. So whatever you're doing, you just keep doing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Welcome to Minnesota. Wolves fans are happy to have you, Pat. Thanks for the time. I today. can't wait to meet you in person. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, Minnesota fans, I'm going to give you all we have. I'm going to make sure we get as much as possible from each player every single night. You know, it's going to be hard days. It's going to be good days. Just stay with us. Stay, stay with us through the thick and thin. It's going to pay off. And thank you so much. Love it. Thanks, Pat. Yes, ma'am.